And welcome to Saturday Night Rewind. I am here with Randall McDonald. And I am here with Brian Paradise. And today we are going to talk about Saturday Night Live commercial parodies. Now, this is not going to be an exhaustive list. This might be something that we come back to in the future. But I was inspired, uh, Randall, uh, to, to pick this topic because as I was on YouTube... Um, one of my favorite, this isn't technically a, a commercial parody, but I'm, we're going to allow it. One of my uh, favorite weirdo sketches uh, came up, and it is uh, the first one I want to talk about today, and it is um, Ham and Bubbly. Are you Ham aware of this? I, I don't think I'm aware of this one. Oh, perfect. I think this thing is uh, a stroke of weirdo genius. So this is from 2010 when John Hamm was the host and the musical guest was Michael Bublé. So it's not like a it's not like a filmed commercial sketch like I'm sure most of the ones that we're going to be talking about uh, yeah. in this episode. But this one is just like a normal live sketch with the premise being that Michael Bublé and John Hamm have a joint uh, restaurant venture called Ham and Bubbly that serves champagne and pork products. <laughs> and what I love about this one is um, that what you learn throughout the sketch is that like somehow John Hamm has intimidated and coerced Michael Bublé into doing this thing. So it's a restaurant scene and he's uh, John Hamm keeps on like going to help with patrons, or whatever. And then uh, Michael Buble is going kind of talking to camera, telling them like how this happened and how he like wants to leave. And it's also all to the, the, the tune of haven't met you yet, which was his big <laughs> single at the time. So he's like yeah. uh, kind of in hushed tones explaining how uh, John Hamm won't let him leave. And then John Hamm, who at the time, most people just like know as Don Draper. Yeah. Especially back yeah. in 2010, oh. is just like this really kind of menacing figure in this sketch. And I love it. And the reason why I guess this came up, uh, in addition to being on my YouTube, is that like Michael Buble is now like selling a line of like soda stream kinds of things. With basically oh, really? the same idea. Yes. That's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> so, that, so that is my that is my that opening makes... salvo. You know what? I think I have it's gotta be around that same time. Yeah, it is. It might be from that same episode. I have an another commercial that I had written from that episode. Oh, perfect. With John Ham. But somehow I don't remember Ham and Bubbly. I love Hammer Bubbly. I think it's amazing. And this is one of these that like was hard to find initially because that's when SNL was being crappy about YouTube and they were posting things only on like Hulu clips and that kind of stuff. Right. And then it looks like there's a, if, if you look on the SNL YouTube page, there's like a whole bunch of stuff they just like dumped in 2013 on mm. to make, to make available. And this is one of them. Yeah. So uh, uh, apparently Michael Buble is currently selling bubbly sparkling water products so i like, mean he's he's kind of got to right he's become his own parody it's yeah just like uh yeah so it, that was inspired me so talk to me about uh one of yours so this is another just absurd 
commercial, and it se- it seems like it's from that same episode because John Hamm is in it. Right. Uh, it's uh, it's called the Closet Organizer. Do you remember this one? I With, don't. I don't. It's it's so weird. They just must have been on like a weird commercial trend for that episode. Uh, it's with Will Forte. Okay. And it's an infomercial about how messy people's closets are and how everything kind of falls out. And uh, the commercial is for the closet organizer, which for just 1995, a man in a blue unitard suit, Will Forte, right. will keep your closet organized. And then the whole thing is just them throwing things at Will Forte. It's literally like, he'll organize your shoes, your shirt, water. And like, they just dump a bunch of water on Will Forte. And then they're like, it can organize pies, 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 shoes, dirt. And like, (laughs) they're just throwing stuff at him. And then at some point they're like, take a listen from our customers. And it's uh, John Hamm. And he's just talking about how he hit on this girl, this uh, African-American chick at a club because he thought she was Beyonce. And then it goes back to the commercial. Like it has nothing to do with anything. And then they go back to just keep throwing stuff at Will Forte. And Will Forte, of course, has the straightest face you've ever seen and is taking it very seriously. Yeah, Very I, weird commercial. I, I'm... Uh, I, I remember it now. I'm, I'm watching it as you talk about it. And oh, okay. Fabulous. Just uh, him in a morph suit. And they do also, and I think this is going to be a kind of through line in some of mine, that the kind of real understanding of the source material. So they're really mm-hmm. taking that kind of infomercial style of the like white people can't do anything kind of thing where when Kristen Wiig opens the closet and all falls on her. Right. That uh, kind of thing I think is good. And Will Forte is fabulous. And also, I feel like 2010 was a very morph suit time in our lives in the U.S. I remember uh, when I worked at a high school that my students just kept on ending up on campus in morph suits. So it was like a thing. Yeah, like the green ones were like really popular. Yeah. Don't know why. But yeah, maybe that was another thing. Maybe they're making fun of that as well. I guess. But yeah, uh, that is as fabulous. I do love me some Will Forte. So I uh, found as I was looking through these, a lot of them were in the 90s. So I tried not to overindulge. But one of the ones that um, uh, I probably refer to the most in my life is the love toilet. Okay. I I remember this one. Yeah. So uh, just as a uh, as a kind of a joke between my wife and I is like, uh, we will never own a love toilet. We will never be that close. Like we need our, our own space. So this one is from, uh, 91. Uh, and this is, uh, actually the episode where Macaulay Culkin hosted. Oh, okay. And it, it's kind of like starts with this kind of soft lighting and this, uh, talking about your spouse and how you do everything together and whatever. And the two figures in it are Kevin Nealon and Victoria Jackson. And because it was uh, a commercial parody in the nineties on SNL, the voiceovers by Phil Hartman. And oh, okay. so talk about, Oh, you, they, you love each other. You spend all this time together and you don't want to be separate uh, in the bathroom. And then they have the love toilet, which 
really, I, I would love to know how they made this prop because it's like this very um, well-designed two-person toilet that in which you are uh, facing each other. So you can kind of poop while looking in each other's eyes. And it yeah. is amazing. And it's such a great, like, this is this dumb, dumb concept. The end. Yeah. I, yeah, the, I'm looking at the the product right now. Uh, how does that? Someone has to have made that. I feel I, like because yeah. it's so cool looking. It is really cool looking, and that like I think, like who knows? I don't know if they got two toilets and they like added some ceramic. Or whatever. I I don't know. The the prop people yeah. at SNL are amazing. Um, but yeah, they they made it in a way that it feels really practical. Like it could work if you had yeah. just an extra sewage line, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it is basically a minute and a, in change long. Um, and it's just like this very, uh, pretty looking, uh, episode or, uh, uh, commercial in which they have all these candles and soft lighting and then Neeland and Victoria Jackson are just being very, um, being very affectionate while also on the toilet. And they have like the camera spinning around and you got Phil, Phil Hartman's voice. It is so great, but something that like seriously comes up every once in a while at my house. I think that that's, that's another good, uh, of like value marker on how good these commercials are is when they become references in your own life, you know? Oh, oh, absolutely. And this is something like, uh, we're actually renovating one of our bathrooms and we're getting a, a, a doing a water closet. So like the, the toilet will be like behind a, a door. So like two people can be there at the same time, but it's like specifically because like, no, 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 we don't do that in this house. There's no love toilet. Yeah. It is like one person at a time. Oh, <laughs> you guys will get there. You guys <laughs> will get there. Uh, I, I wouldn't hold your breath, but sure. Uh, so what is your, uh, what, what is your next one, Randall? Uh, the next one that I really liked is uh, the, the shake weight commercial DVD. Do you remember this one? Uh, yes. Well, I just remember like the shake weight really having a moment. Yeah. It, it was almost a parody of itself, the shake weight. And what yes. I like about this commercial is Bill Hader is kind of the spokesperson. It's an infomercial and it's about the shake weight commercial. So it's, it's catered towards dudes who hate it when that commercial comes on and the kids are in the room or your wife's in the room. And so here's a DVD of that commercial. It loops three times and then it goes to static so that you can enjoy the shake weight commercial by yourself. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty absurd and it's pretty funny. Uh, and then of course you've got Kristen Wiig using the shake weight uh, very seductively obviously she's in on it and i think they even say that in the commercial they're like the girl yeah. in the pink screen talks in on it <laughs> is that is abby elliott in this yeah uh, sketch okay so that puts it at a very specific time in the show too because abby elliott i think was on for like one season yeah 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 there's <laughs> that's funny that you said that because when i was re-watching it i was like who is that yeah i was yeah i had to go look it up and I, oh, and, uh, oh, and uh, Nassim Padrad, again, really putting this in a place because Nassim, Nassim uh, Padrad didn't last for, for very long either. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. both very, very good. This was just like not their venue. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, that that that's really good. One. When did that originally air? Did you find? Did you look that up? Ooh, I did not on that one. Okay. Uh, but I, probably 2009, 2010. That sounds right. So, uh, looks like uh, 2010. So super close, okay. yeah. So 2010. Yeah. Oh, that is something. This again. This is why I like doing the show with you because we have are such a different uh, eras of SNL and what kind of is sticky. And this one certainly uh, was a very specific time. But you were in high school during this. Yeah, yeah. I was Perfect. in high school. So yeah, exactly. Like everyone was talking about the shake weight, and then you see these guys making fun of the shake weight, and you're like, ah, I'm in on it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, God, and looking at this too, everybody's just so young, super young, Bobby Monahan and everybody. Yeah, and I think the the punch, the 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 ending punchline of the the sketches, uh, Bill Hader has a really buff right arm, and he's like, <laughs> "It's a great workout," <laughs> which is is uh, yeah, it's disturbing. <laughs> awesome. So uh, going into another old one, and I had to like rewatch this one because I I remembered thinking it was cool, but I didn't want it to fit and in, fall into this um, kind of gross, kind of gay panic era. Uh, but yeah. uh, it holds up. Uh, so the next one I want to talk about is uh, Schmidt's Gay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what this one is. Well, in this one, uh, this is from uh, 91. So this is actually the uh, Michael Jordan episode when Michael Jordan hosted oh, okay. back in 1991. And it is a, and I can't, I, I imagine it's a Bud Light commercial parody. And what's cool about it is that it's almost shot for shot um, the the um, Bud Light commercial or whatever it was, except all the men, uh, all the women by the pool are replaced with men. That's it. Okay. So it's yeah. um, the premise of both the real and the fake commercial are that uh, two guys have to, this house sitting gig and they're like, oh, it's not gonna be bad. There's a pool and the, the pool's all grody or whatever. And they put water in the pool and then it magically turns into this big party. And then the only change is that in the SNL version, they're all men in like banana hammocks and stuff. And uh, the the two buddies are uh, Sandler and Chris Farley. Yeah. And then what's funny watching it on YouTube is they clearly had to swap out the music because the original song is uh, uh, a Van Halen tune. So when you watch the, the video, the version on um, YouTube, they have to use a sound alike. So it was like very, very close. But it's basically, I don't know, it's like 90 seconds of them partying and the uh, Sandler and Chris Farley being really into... Uh, the guys and then the tagline is like if you like beer and you're gay try schmidt's gay again using phil hartman for the voiceover it's great it's super great <laughs> yeah. and just like doesn't no comment about anybody involved just like uh, in the same way that we objectify women in beer commercials let's uh, objectify some dudes yeah let's great. yeah yeah i think that's great i'm looking at i mean the thumbnail you it's just Chris Farley in that classic Hawaiian shirt, dude. I remember seeing this. And yeah, like yeah. Like, that and it, shirt's dope. <laughs> what's, so, what's so cool 
especially having watched it around the time of its kind of creation. Like I wasn't watching SNL live in 1991. I was, uh-huh. but, uh, but I remember watching reruns and that beer commercial was still running. So it was like, I know both points of reference of this and, uh, they did such a good job of accuracy. There's like this one shot where they like repeat, like somebody bends over and then they like kind of do this like repeated where the guy's kind of like, oh, it's too hot and kind of like go back, which is directly taken from the actual Budweiser commercial, whatever it was. It was very cool. And I think it's the same song too. It might be the same Van Halen song that they got as well. Oh, wow. I think, is this, I'm saying this now and I could be totally wrong. It feels like back, in the nineties, they would try to recreate the commercials like almost verbatim. Whereas now it seems like they try to parody them. Cause I, I thought and this wasn't on my list, but I just thought of the, the Folgers, uh, Folgers commercial with Chris Farley as well, where he's like, where they trick him and he's like, what is this? Uh, Oh yeah. When like, they do the, like, uh, yeah, we, uh, we swept out his, uh, cafe coffee with, Folgers and let's see what happens and then he like rages yeah yeah but that that was like verbatim from from another uh from that commercial playing at that time yeah yeah i uh yeah it's interesting like what what they're gonna go for i think certainly the the older ones that i have feel like more this thing is happening let's emulate it and find an angle on it yeah so what's another one of yours that's a good one that's a good one well uh Speaking of, I guess, objectifying, uh, I like this one. It was the uh, Baby Spanx. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's relatively recent, again. right? Yeah, it's it was from uh, 2010 also. I guess all of mine are from 2010. Nice. <laughs> um, but that one was, uh, it's uh, two parents, Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig, and they have their little baby, and everyone's talking about how cute it is because it's, so chubby and has so many roles and they are getting offended. They're like, our baby's not fat. Right. And so they buy baby Spanx. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is the, the um, like spokesperson. And uh, just the, the one line that I remember from it was like, I would never spank a baby, but I would put Spanx on a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I would Spanx a baby. Uh, and pretty much, yeah, they put on Spanx and it makes the baby slim and they look buff. And I think like, like the Vanessa Bayer at one point says a, a line that's like, oh, I hate your baby. It's so thin. Like, <laughs> like I, I just thought that was funny. It's, it's sometimes funny when, when we do the, like when we get older, we, we hate that we're fat and we hate our body image, but when we're babies, we like love it. And it was just funny to, for them to twist it and to objectify the baby. Like the fats are bad. <laughs> yeah, the the idea that a grown woman is jealous of the the figure of a infant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> I remember this one. What's also weird about this is that clearly did not put spanks on babies. So there's like some weird like CG green screen stuff yeah. happening with those kids. So there's like this uh, uh, uncanny valley thing happening as well. It's like I don't like looking at that floating head on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really looks fake, but I think that that is also hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, clearly it, this is meant to be strange and disturbing. So just like lean into it. Yeah, yeah. 
What about you? What's next on your list? So this next one, we talked a little bit about this in the fall uh, because they brought it back when uh, Bill Burr was hosting, but I'm going to the the first iteration, and this is the uh, Casey Affleck Dunkin' Donuts commercial. And this is from, uh, was around Christmas time in 2016. And I am from Massachusetts. That is where the Dunkin' Donuts come from. And what's interesting is that you know, you you have grown up in in the West Coast, and when you think coffee, you think Starbucks, right? That is where the coffee comes from. And whenever I go back to New England, one, it's just like much harder to find a Starbucks because there's just Dunkin' Donuts everywhere, and that's where yeah. everybody gets coffee. So it's like I I have this distinct memory of visiting um, my family with uh, Aaron. And my aunt was like, oh, you guys want to get coffee? I'm going to go to Donkey's and grab some coffee. And it's just like, just normal drip coffee, just saturated with like cream and sugar to the point where it's like not really coffee. But that is just like oh, a yeah. whole, you know, thing that just, just a part of the culture of being in New England specifically. And so like when I, whenever I go to Boston or whatever, like that, that, that is the time that I crave Dunkin' Donuts and Dunkin' Donuts coffee, even though it is like, okay that is all yeah. the i mean duncan uh donuts like chocolate glazed donuts are like a perfect food but like the coffee is just fine so i really like the the idea of getting like an actual bostonian like they did with bill burr for the sam adams thing but get an actual bostonian right. and just the idea of like the working class kind of screw up um in the commercial and i like that um there's a real story being told a little bit, right? Casey Affleck, and who's got like other kind of personal problematic things about him in general. But this was right around Manchester by the Sea, so he's feeling kind of high on himself in terms of his being his acting. And then he does this like really good Boston character with Mikey Day as a screw up friend, as these like working class dudes that feel like really authentic. Yeah. Um, uh, just kind of terrorizing all these people out of Dunkin' Donuts. It's great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like one of the iconic like Massachusetts things that people think of, of like that accent is saying Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's so popular. I, re- I remember like the culture shock because I did grow up on the West Coast and then I lived in Florida and Chicago. And yeah, it's just it's just Dunkin'. There's no Starbucks. No, it's and there's not. also no Krispy Kreme either. It's just Dunkin' Donuts, and that is where you get your breakfast. Yeah, yeah. I And I do remember, like, getting an iced coffee, you you, you can chew the sugar. Yes. There's so much sugar yes. on the bottom. I mean, like, Starbucks also essentially makes milkshakes. Uh, oh, but, yeah. like, oh. uh, Dunkin' Donuts is not hiding it the, the way that uh, the way that Starbucks does. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I love this commercial, too. And, yeah, the the when they do it with Bill Burr again, anytime they have anybody from Boston, they should do some kind of Boston commercial with them. Cause it's, it's just funny. Yes. That I think that was one of the things we talked about when my disappointments, when uh, John Krasinski was on most recently, it's like, come on, right. Help me out. Give me just throw, yeah. throw me some, like, let's just get, well, and um, it's totally off topic, but every once in a while, just YouTube will serve me up the, uh, Patriots, Philadelphia, um, Eagles, kind of 
they were doing a parody about the the Super Bowl, but it's just like people from Philadelphia and people from New England that in colonial times, and it's right. like Rachel Dratch leading all the 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 Patriots, and then uh, Tina Fey doing this great kind of Pennsylvania accent for the Eagles. It's like I just want people that are from Massachusetts doing big dumb Boston accents just in my life. Yeah, everybody loves it. It's it's always funny. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And also, like, as a whole, we just uh, assume just a bunch of, like, working class brashness with people from Boston that, like, at least the people in my life that are from Massachusetts will, like, agree with you happily about. It's like, yeah, we're obnoxious. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Give me another one. Uh, This one is, is, I think, a classic. Um, And and I think everybody remembers this one. Uh, Mom Jeans. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mom jeans from uh, it was uh, season twenty eight two thousand and three. Uh, it's just it's a great. It, it looks like it's from the nineties. I might guess it's early two thousands, but it's a commercial from Moms with Rachel Dratch, Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, and Amy Poehler. And it's like the perfect gift for your, uh, you know, your mom this this year is a, the Moms jean, and I just love the ending of it. I mean. It's like showing these moms in these like horrible pants. And uh, the last line is like, I'm not a woman anymore. I'm a mom. And then like the voice in the background, like the theme song is like giving up on giving up or like something like that. Uh, I just thought it was so funny. It's such a classic commercial. I feel like. Yes. What's so interesting is that's like early into all four of those folks who obviously have have become uh, very successful uh, this Saturday. We have Maya Rudolph hosting, but yes, like I love, I love that everybody loves Rachel Dratch, and just keep on putting her in things. I was just watching um, Mr. Mayor, the Ted Danson show that is produced by Tina Fey and Robert Carlock, the folks that did um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and they just had Rachel Dratch in an episode. Like I guess Rachel Dratch just gets to do all Levaney's pro or um Tina's projects, which is great. But yeah. obviously Tina Fey and Amy Poehler have become a very powerful producers and creators and stuff. And uh but also also being in year of our Lord at 2021 where mom jeans are like becoming fashionable. Yeah. Is fascinating. <laughs> it's so funny. It always comes back around. It's it's uh that's just life. <laughs> I also really like the stinger um with the vest. Because I had, I have like distinct memory of one of my English teachers in high school who sewed her own kind of uh, vests like that, with just like a, a you know a pattern from the store, from the fabric store, and like made her vest, and that's what she would wear every day. She would like collared shirt, vest, slacks, and it just looked exactly like the the ones that you see in this uh, commercial at the end. Yeah, it's a good, it's it's such a good commercial, and it's just good because it. One of those things where everyone knew what it was, but I don't think anyone had pointed it out before, like how common it was for moms to wear jeans like that. <laughs> yeah, like giving uh, giving uh, everybody, by putting words to it, like, oh yeah. yeah, we we had this idea of what our mothers wore in the late 80s, early 90s and continue to wear. Like now we yeah. have like a word for it. Oh, those are mom jeans. Those are mom jeans. One of those yeah. things that like um, a joke somewhere then just became... Uh, part of the lexicon it's like i hate to be 
use this word on our podcast, but just the idea that like a, a MILF went from a joke in American Pie to over 20 years later, just like being a word. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you all have yeah, to no use. Preference. Yeah. <laughs> but same thing with mom jeans. It's like, oh yeah, that's, oh, that's, what, that's what those are. Yeah. And yeah. Then I also remember uh, during the campaign, this is over 10 years ago now, that like Barack Obama will get some crap for his like mom jeans. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. I, I do remember that, but he had nice mom jeans. Well, you know, he if he can wear uh, his mom jeans and also like nail threes, yeah, he's all right. He's fine. Yeah, that's more of a flex. Yeah. What do I? Uh, what What do you have next? So uh, I think my last one is uh, I'm uh, old glory, old glory robot insurance. Oh, I don't think I remember this one. Perfect. Okay. So this is from uh, 1995. It is uh, Sam Waterston. And what I like about this one is it also really takes the form of those, I guess now what this would be, would be like one of those like reverse mortgage commercials where there's like Tom Selleck comforting a bunch of old people. So this is, um, this is, uh, Sam Watterson, who's at the time, because this is the mid-90s, is still on a, a Law and Order show for old people. And basically, there's all these uh, grandparents that are like, oh, you have to worry about this. We got to worry about this. And oh, yes. And ro- we got to worry about robots. And then just worried about robots going to hurt them. And those, so Sam Watterson's uh, old glory insurance for, for robots solves that problem. And it's just great. It's just like everything is just straight. Like the old folks playing it straight. Sam Watterson is just Sam Watterson uh, playing it straight the whole time. And it's real short. And it's also, and it just keeps on talking about like, you know, we all have to worry about robots because uh, they uh, eat old people's medicines for fuel. And just, <laughs> it is so, uh, and uh, and he's got some other kind of great underplayed thing where like they are, they're very strong. And so just like f- fear, uh, it's pre- Fox News kinds of like fear mongering for adults kind of stuff. Like the, the same idea that sells old people reverse mortgages and like gold. Yeah. Is, you know, in like catheters is what this kind of the, the old glory uh, robot thing is so great. So it's uh, like I said, it's from 95. It's um, Laura Layton was the host of the episode that it premiered on, which I have like no memory of. Um, but it's just, uh, it's very well constructed and kind of goofy. And what's also, what's kind of weird about it is that he was the host, but no one else in this, or I guess maybe he even wasn't the host, but like no one else uh, from SNL at the time shows up in this parody. So it's just huh. Sam Watterson and these uh, older actors. Nobody in old age makeup. It's just this one thing that kind of like lives kind of separate and you know sam watterson was on law and order which was on nbc that's gonna what so like really the only thing that makes it an snl parody is that snl writers wrote it (laughs) basically yeah so like snl produced it and it was on an episode of saturday night live and like which i distinctly remember seeing yeah uh either live or in reruns because this was 95 this is when i was probably closer to watching these uh episodes but it's just got he's just sam watterson looking serious um and uh, just like fun uh kind of fear-mongering things and then you see uh, images of robots attacking old people 
and uh, says that uh, robots are the leading cause of death in persons over 50 years of age. Wow. It's so great. It's so funny. I'm looking, the the robot on this looks uh, very 90s. (laughs) Oh, it's like intentionally dumb, right? It's like a guy that just like, uh, it looks like kind of Bender before Bender existed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It looks it looks exactly like the the emoji on your phone. <laughs> yeah. All right, the robot your, emoji. What's your last one, Randall? My last one. I'm gonna have to go with um, dissing your dog. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Talk to me about this yeah. one. This uh, this one uh, is what I don't know as well, but it rings a bell. It's it's with Will Ferrell. Um, this was in 2001, season 27, and it's Will Ferrell, and he's talking about his, he's trained dogs for years, and he's just, he came out with a new book on how to train dogs, and the best piece of advice that he can give people is to diss your dog using mockery, mockery and verbal humiliation. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty much just passive aggressive to the dogs. And they just show a bunch of examples and just Will Ferrell getting mad or Will Ferrell, you know, being passive aggressive is one of the funniest things and always will be to me. I know that some people don't like Will Ferrell sometimes, but I just think that that is so funny. And there's so many good lines. Like the dog is on, is on the the couch and he's like, oh, you're on the couch. Oh, did you work a really hard day today at the, at work? He's like, oh, wait, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dog gets off the couch. Uh, I mean, just I, I just think it's funny. Will Ferrell being mean to dogs <laughs> is just funny to me. Yeah, and that feels like, uh, you know, m- maybe him and Adam McKay screwing around. Because, you know, yeah. that, that it's just, here's a premise. Let's write some jokes and get some dogs and just figure it out. Where and because yeah. what's interesting about it is that it's just him. It's just him and a couple dogs. Yeah, and and he's literally just being a jerk to dogs, these innocent creatures, and that's what makes it funny. Is just like how mean he's being. Yeah. I, well, what's cool about this one is that it's all kind of performance, and this is something that could have been. It would have worked even if it wasn't a framed as a commercial. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And I just feel like it was like one of the first times that Will Ferrell kind of played this character. Because I think he started playing this character a lot later on, like in movies and TV shows. Yeah. But Well, it's one of those kind of, that one of his kind of his speeds that he has. Because his, um, have you watched, his, have you seen his audition? Yeah. With the the get off the shed thing, it's that kind yeah, of get off uh, the shed. yeah kind of angry dude. Yeah, yeah, he's he's always playing that character, and it, it just works so well in this. I I I just remember seeing this when I was like, I I think I was like ten or eleven, and when I saw this sketch, and I just remember laughing so hard at it and showing my dad, and he didn't laugh as hard as me. <laughs> oh come on, yeah, <laughs> yeah come on. Well, uh, well, uh, this was a fun, quick one, Randall. Well, certainly, uh, have there's so many more that I had uh, in my notes. We can definitely do uh, a part two in the future. Yeah, uh, we have 
this week coming up, we have, like I said, uh, Maya Rudolph and then two uh, Oscar nominees that are coming up between uh, Carrie Mulligan and, um, oh, one from Judas and the Black Messiah. Who's yeah, Daniel, is Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel. Yeah. So those are the next, so we have this week and then two more of new episodes. It's going to be, I'm excited for both of them. I think Carrie Mulligan's going to be great. I love Daniel yeah, Kaluuya. I have the biggest crush on Carrie Mulligan. Have you seen Promising Young Woman? Not yet, no. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. And Judas and the Black Messiah. Both oh. great movies. Yeah, so I think we have, and uh, Maya Rudolph is great at everything. So I think it's going to be a, a, a great three weeks. So yeah. please make sure you are reviewing, rating, and subscribing, following Randall in all of his places at Fresh Cut Randall. If you would like to watch him work out very hard, you can check that journey out on TikTok. You can find me at Mr. B Paradise in places. You can send us an email at snrewindpod at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at SN Rewind. So thank you, Randall, for talking SNL commercial parodies with me. Dude, thanks for having me. I love doing this. Sweet. We I will see you after this next episode and have a good week. Yeah, you too, man. <laughs>